0: Thirty-six percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Get a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com work. In a sudden flash it all comes clear. It's a Eureka moment and epiphany. Hi, I'm Marcus Smith, host of the Constant Wonder Podcast. The world offers marvel, meaning, and mystery around every single corner. In nature, art, science, culture, history, we talk everything from bees and beetles to obelisks and asteroids. Experience the thrill of transformative encounter. We'll bring more wonder to your day.
1: Listen to Constant Wonder wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to another episode of History Hack. Uh, We cannot get enough of this guy. Owen Staten's back to talk to us about Welsh folklore.
0: Hiya, Alex, how are you today?
1: Yeah, not bad, not bad. I pulled you on this last time. You were holding out on us. You had Welsh dragons you hadn't shared with us and you promised to come back and share one of the most famous Welsh folklore stories, didn't you?
0: Absolutely did, yeah. And here I am and I will tell it to you right now.
1: So obviously the dragon is on the Welsh flag. So there is an affinity there, isn't there?
0: There's absolutely an affinity. And I mean, if you, when you think of Wales, everybody thinks of Wales. Everybody thinks of the Welsh dragon. And um, it's a source of pride, actually, whenever they do sort of uh, uh, sort of quizzes and um, they do polls about uh, who's got the coolest flag in the world. Then Wales always sort of comes in the top five. if not in the top three. Um, that dragon flag is so distinctive. There's nothing like it in the rest of the world. But where does it come from? And that's um, something a lot of people sort of don't know. I mean, there are stories that Henry Seventh carried it as the Battle of Bosworth. Um, there's stories about it going back to Arthur, etc. But there's a really, really famous story from Welsh folklore that um, links the Red Dragon to how it got on the flag, uh, why it's held in such high esteem by the people of Wales, and where it comes from, really. So that's the one uh, we can talk about tonight, if you want.
1: Outstanding. Go for it.
0: Excellent. Well, I'll go back and those who are listening from now on know that I always start with a sort of a a preamble, if you like, but it's just to get you in the mood for stories, how to switch off your mind, sort of step away from your life for a little, just a few moments and lose yourself in a story. I think that's really important. So, unless you're driving a car, obviously, or something like that, or operating heavy machinery, then how about you sit back and just listen <laughs> to the toilet? Yeah, I mean, perhaps
1: don't completely yeah, tune out if you're doing either yeah, of them. Yeah, let's have a little, uh,
0: a little safety warning here, if you are lucky enough to be sitting, uh, sitting in your chair or laying on your bed or whatever it is you're doing in a safe environment then just sort of give yourself into the story for just a few moments. And and I think it does you really well to just sort of listen and uh, and take in what is being said. So there we go. Okay, many years ago, people would always gather at the time between times, the time when it was neither night nor day, but the sun has gone and the sky is grey. There were no outside distractions. And people would sit around the fireplace deep in the forest and they would hear the howl of wolves. They would hear the growl of bears, but they knew they were safe at the time between times. The time when people saw ghosts. The time when people saw lights in the sky. The time when people saw fairies. And it was said that at the time between times, the fairy world could reach into our world with just a few moments, we could reach into theirs. And you must know that magical time. Sometimes when you've come home from work, you've had your food, but you're not ready to go to bed and you look outside and you feel that chill in the air. You feel the night drawing in, but it's not quite black yet. You can see around you, but you know that these moments are thin. That's the time when out of the corner of your eye, you might see something not of this world. And that is the time for stories. Now many, many, many years ago there lived in Wales an old king called Gurthain, or Vortigan, as he was known in the English tongue. Now Vortigan was a great king in Wales, and he had fought many battles over many years against the invaders and enemies of the people of Wales at the time, and Vortigan was starting to crumble. His battles had been lost, his kingdom grew smaller and smaller until he became nothing more than a roving king travelling from the south to the north, to the east, to the west looking for somewhere to stay with his people would be safe from those who had invaded the land and were now beating them into the ocean. At last, he gathered his people in a place called Dinas Emris. A rocky valley in North Wales, surrounded by the highest mountains and peaks. And there, in the darkness and the rain, the camp of Vortigern was erected. He sat there and looked around what remained of his spearmen and his soldiers and his people, and knew that defeat was not far away. He gathered his advisers and plotted and planned his next move. He said to them, Oh, I I think we have nowhere else to go. So here we will build a fortress. We will build a castle. A castle so big that, that our enemies will crash upon it like the waves on the cliffs of the west. I want a castle so big that if you stood on the tallest tower, you could touch the moon. And so his people started to build the castle stone upon stone, brick upon brick, wood upon wood, and on the top the finest thatch, until after three days and three days only, there stood the greatest castle that Wales had ever seen, and Vortigern rejoiced, for beyond the mountains he could hear the drums and the gathering of his enemies. And yet, now he had somewhere to make a stand. There was only the drawbridge to do, to build, to make. So Vortigern and his people spent their last night under canvas before moving into this great castle. He went to sleep at the time between times, and the night drew in like a blanket. And then, in the darkest part of the night, Vortigern awoke, sat up in his bed, as the whole ground underneath him started to shake. First of all, it seemed far away, but grew closer and closer until he could not stand such as the rumbling and growling that occurred. And he looked outside and he heard a bang and a crash. And to his dismay with the break of dawn, he saw his castle that tumbled into a million pieces and was now destroyed upon the rocks. He rushed out into the breaking dawn, looked to the sky and wept and wept, for his dream and his castle was no more but he did not defeat. He would not be defeated. He did not give in. Vortigern turned around and said, build it again, build it again. This is our last chance. This is where we must remain. Build that castle again. And his people did, stone upon stone, brick upon brick, wood upon wood, and on the roof the finest thatch, until the castle stood proud and tall, once more. But once again, as soon as Vortigern started to sleep, the castle crumbled during the night as the ground underneath them shook, and it lay desolate and wrecked upon the ground once more. A third time, stone upon stone, brick upon brick, wood upon wood and upon the roof to find the snatch, until after the third time, the castle was built and the castle stood strong. But once again, it fell down and crumbled. Vortigern was in utter dismay. And that day, he walked down to the crystal clear lake at the bottom of Mount that shined green through the algae at the bottom and looked into it and asked the gods for help, asked the gods for guidance, asked the gods for assistance. But in the silence, nothing came. And he sat at the side of the lake and stared at the water, knowing now he had nothing left to give. When suddenly there was a tap upon his shoulder and he turned around and there stood a young boy. A young boy clad in leaves with bright green hair. Who are who, who are you? said Vortigern. It doesn't matter who I am, said the boy, but I know one thing. Come with me and I will show you what is causing your castle to crumble. I will show you what is stopping your people from having the greatest fortress in all the land. Come with me. Vortigern followed the boy up into the mountains till they came to a cave. A cave so dark that when Vortigern placed his hand in, he could not see it in front of his face. Come in here, said the boy, stepping into the darkness and vanishing. Vortigern was alone, without any of his soldiers, advisors, or even his wise women of guidance, but he stepped in, thinking that he had nothing to lose. The boy led him down into the depths of the earth, round and round and round, until they came to a cavern far beneath the earth. A cavern where a great waterfall ran down the walls. A cavern so high you could barely see the stalagmites and stalactites that rimmed the walls all around. In one corner of the cavern was a small wooden box. And in another corner part of the cavern, there was another small wooden box. Why have you brought me here? There's nothing to see. Stop and listen, said the boy slowly one of the small wooden chests started to creak open and out of the chest came a clawed reptilian scaly white hand then another hand white and full of scales they clinked and clacked upon the rocks and then pulling themselves from the rocks from from the box came this great scaly white winged dragon which roared and flew up into the cavern and flew round and round and round the great white dragon flying round and round. It opened its mouth and shot a great breath of ice which froze the waterfall. It roared and called the whole cavern to shake Vortigan hid behind a rock with the boy but what does this mean? Wait, said the boy and the other box started to turn and open And out came the claw, a red scaly claw, followed by another red scaly claw. And pulling itself out of the box came this huge red dragon, its wings flapping as it flew high into the cavern. The white dragon flew round and round and round. The red dragon flew round and round the other way until they met in the cavern with a clash. And the red dragon and the white dragon fought and the whole cavern shook. And the stalagmites and stalagmites started to tumble and Vortigan fled in fear until he got to the doorway and the boy said, Shush, do not go. This is why your castle falls down. This is why no fortress may remain. But what does it mean? What it means is this, that every day the red dragon and the white dragon fight here deep beneath the earth. But one day, know this, one day, That red dragon will triumph. And you will be lord in your own lands once more. The red dragon should be your leader. The red dragon should be your banner. The red dragon, the dry gorg of Wales, is the one that you should follow. For one day he will aid you. But who are you and how do you know this? Said Vortigern. My name is... Merlin, said the boy, and I knew it, for it is the future. And with that he vanished. Vortigan ran through the caverns, up and down around, until he burst out into Dinas Emrys once more and ran down to his camp. He did not know what to do. His people had gathered in front of him, and he called his seamstresses together and asked them to make a flag with a green base, a white sky, and a red dragon with its claw held high in triumph. And he placed it at the front of his armies. And they won their first battle. Then their second battle. And then every battle after that. And Vortigern's kingdom grew bigger and bigger. And the tales of Vortigern, of Merlin or Merathin and Arthur, all spring from this one moment. And even today, on all the great buildings of Wales, the churches, the municipal buildings, the libraries, the schools, the dry goch is there, standing proudly over. And that is why the Red Dragon is on the flag of Wales. And that is the very famous story of the dragons of Dinas Emris. Diolch Thank you very much.
1: And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Outstanding. That was brilliant. What a great way right. to find out why you lunatic <laughs> the red dragon on your flag.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's well, right and point. why there are red dragons perched on the western front as well
0: oh yeah yeah they could be yes there are aren't they yeah yeah so um i wonder if uh, there has to be a link there as well isn't it i mean um it's such a a strong emblem and um it's been on the flag of wales for a long time but it's so um uh as i say so unique, really. That, um, but it does go back to that sort of story and that's one of the oldest stories in Wales really and um, it's a it's a story that young children are told at a young age you know in school and um, uh, yeah a lot of people take a lot of pride from and um, yeah it's a great great story.
1: Oh brilliant and to even find out why his claw is up like that as well.
0: Yeah that's right and um, uh, it goes back to I mean Merlin is in that story and um, mm-hmm. Vortican is sort of person to Arthur so it goes back to that time so there's a lot of sort of hist- historical context for it and that area Dinos Emerus, is right next to Nancur Fine as well from the previous story I told before so it's um, as you can see it's a place that's full of folklore and full of myths and legends
1: it's brilliant tell everyone where they can hear more myths and legends from you
0: yeah from me as i said you can follow me on twitter that's owen staton on twitter uh please please give me a follow i um i post anything i find really and i spend a lot of my time sort of reading through these things and looking around sort of areas and also if you go on youtube and type in owen staton or um time between times storytelling it's just literally me sat in the chair i'm sat in now telling stories but um i think that's there's something about that. I mean, um, I think uh, we don't listen to enough stories. We don't give ourselves over to stories as much as we used to. So I'm trying to make it as basic as possible where people can just sit, relax, and just spend 10, 15 minutes just lost in a story. And if we can manage to do that uh, in this crazy world in which we live, I think we'll all be better for it. And thank you very much. Dio, oh, Alex, for having me on again.
1: 100%. Absolutely. Come back soon and tell us more stories.
0: I'd love to. You give me the call and I'll be there. No problem at all.
1: Join us on Monday when Nicholas Terry will be with us to talk all about 1941 and the Holocaust. This was a big year in terms of the evolution of the final solution. So don't miss it because he's going to tell you what was going on and how we got to the horrific point where all the Nazis tried to enact the final solution. Don't forget, you can become a patron of History Hack for as little as a dollar a month. Just go to www.historyhack.podbean.com. It will help us keep going in the aftermath of the coronavirus, and we would really appreciate it, as we would love to do so. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans.